We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Episode 16 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Life. I'm your host, Brittany Brombacher, and I'm joined by Greg Miller. Hello, Brittany. Hi, Greg. I've missed you. I know. We've been we've been apart too long, but A fates week. have brought us back together. It's very sad and unfortunate. It makes me I sad. Know. I know. And we have Angel fanboy Wraith with us. Hey, guys. Hey, Wraith. Hey, Wraith. Can we call you Wraith, or do you want to yeah, call yeah. by your Wraith real name? Yeah, Wraith is fine. Okay. So you are infamous on the forums for being... Oh, I like that. that yeah. <laughs> you and Nick Voodoo have this angel thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick likes to trash angel a lot. And then I'm like, like, because I'm his number one fan. So like, I have to like defend him. Is that and, your actual uh, title on the forum? Or is that... Because uh, that would be awesome if it was. I, it's my signature, I guess. But I guess I'm still an, an administrator. So I have that as my title. So. So tell me, what is it about angel? Uh, I relate to the character, so, like, in the beginning, like, more so, like, in the beginning, right? So when Angel was, like, a Wait, 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 when he was a total douche? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the part that I actually like about him, because, like, I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) who does that remind me of, like... Myself! it's like, oh, wow, in that situation, that's so me, like, whining and just, like, bitching about everything, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) So I was like, oh, wow, I relate to this character. And then it was like, oh, wait, great. They're going to make him into, like, a villain, right? Like, oh, if he's, like, the officer, oh, he's going to not know anything. And they're going to kill him off. And, like, but no, they turned him into a pretty fleshed out character. I was like, wow, this is not what normally happens. So this is pretty cool. So now he's nothing like you. People like him. Yeah, he's got all these good he's qualities. Like, You're like, I don't oh, want this guy. why can't I be more like him? <laughs> <laughs> so were you kind of disappointed when you saw Shane? Because, you know, black, curly-haired... Uh, well, when I first started the podcast, and I got it because of, uh, like, Greg was, like, announcing we're live on, like, GameScoop and everything, so when I first started, like, I went to their character page, and for some reason, I saw all the actors first, mm-hmm. and then I started watching, so then I always had Shane in my mind, so then it was, like, it was kind of weird. Was it ruined forever? Eh, I got over it. Okay. Greg. I, I, on behalf of Jim Gleason, I need to bitch at you. Apparently, you were in L.A., and you made no contact with Mr. Gleason, and he was butthurt about it. Jim Gleason needs to understand the circles I run in, all right? He can't expect <laughs> to come out and hang with the lights, likes of Jeff Gertzman from Giant Bomb, all right? Ricardo Torres from GameSpot. These are the kind of people Jim Gleason <laughs> will be eaten alive by. I was in L.A. all last week for video game stuff, uh, events all night long. And then, uh, yeah, it was it was just it was a work trip. It was strictly work, Jim. You you understand? I, I I'll tell you right now too. Somebody needs to get me the YouTube link to Jim Olive Garden commercial. Oh oh, I have, I have it. Have not, send it to me. I have not been able to find this. I don't. Well, apparently, any of the shows I DVR do not are not sponsored by the Olive Garden. Hey kids, if you know, uh, we have a Facebook page, and the link has been on there for about a week. Awesome. I, I see. I went to Jim's actual Facebook page and couldn't find it. Yeah, no, I couldn't either. Someone found it for us, and I'll will send that to you. Well, I can now. Now I just know to go to the page. I know to go to the Facebook and search. Yeah, we're not dead. Down there, there it is. Bam. There you go. Um, and milestone. We're alive. History. They just hit four million downloads. Yay! Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what's Yeah, that was, that was uh, that fell on flat. Huh, Wraith? You don't care. You don't care the show. <laughs> I know, Wraith. You Come liked on. it better when it wasn't popular. Yeah. It's it's too mainstream for me now. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed. <laughs> so twenty-two slash one. 
are traitors are doubts. So it starts off with Steven bitching to Victor that he does not want to pull guard duty, and we learn that Kelly has been doing it for six hours. Steven is suspicious of Pippin because he just showed up right after the Maulers disappeared. He says that he doesn't feel comfortable doing his job while Pippin is there. Despite Michael telling him that Pippin is quiet and all he does is read books, Steven still refuses. Finally, Michael asks Victor if there are any other jobs Steven can do as he now doesn't feel comfortable with Steven keeping an eye on Pippin. Steven says that he's not trying to cause problems, that Pippin just creeps him out. Victor reluctantly suggests that Steven can relieve Datu from clearing the roof, and they all agree, and Steven leaves. Victor then tells Michael that if he keeps this up, there won't be anyone for guard duty. Victor tells Michael that he needs to make a decision, either keep Pippin locked up or let him go. After all, Michael can't leave him in there forever. So Victor suggests that Michael allows Pippin to heal, but then kick him to the curb, because after all, he's just one more space on the helicopter. Michael says he hasn't made up his mind yet. Victor doesn't understand why everyone is afraid of Pippin. He says the guy is quiet and that he actually prefers him over some of the other residents of the tower. Michael agrees and says that's what bothers him. And then we have one of those moments that might seem random and insignificant now, but lately, but later it'll probably make sense. So Michael tells Victor that, on a personal note, he should go lighter on the cologne. Victor says that it might save his ass in the future in case they're attacked. As Michael and Victor walk in the guard room, Kelly and Pippin are having a friendly conversation about food. Pippin has taken a liking to Kelly as she is more open and talkative than some of the others. Victor makes a smart-ass remark about Kelly not wa about not watching Pippin as well as she should, and Kelly says not to worry that she's been keeping an eye and an ear on him the entire time. It turns out Datu has been making headsets, and Hope can now help out as well. Victor thinks it's a little excessive and makes sure that someone will be with her actually watching Pippin when it's her turn to pull guard duty. Pippin inquires about his fate in the tower. He says that he's willing to do whatever it is to help. When he's asked about his past jobs, he says that he was a salesman, but he has other talents as well. He just needs a chance to prove himself. Michael tells him that the best thing for Pippin right now is to stay put. So Angel and Hope walk in and Kelly leaves. Michael asks Angel where Datu is, and Angel tells him that he's downstairs preparing tools for something. He's being careful about what he says in front of Pippin. Angel says that he and Hope were clearing the roof upstairs, so they are grabbed. When Pippin asks Hope who she is, she introduces herself, but Angel cautiously reminds her that she doesn't need to talk to Pippin, that they are only there to listen and watch out for the safety of the tower. And he also called her dear, which I thought was super cute. Um, Blue Jay and Robin call in through the radio and tell Angel that they're checking out another area. When Michael asks who that was, Angel tells him that that was Jacob and James, and they're out in the field looking for another thing. Now, did you think thing was helicopter? Yeah, I think that was almost Shrevik, right? Because that's because they don't want to say helicopter in front of Pippin, because right. Pippin's the rat, and then he'll tell the Maulers, and that'll be bad. So, um, so then it cuts to Bert and Saul, and Bert and Saul slept in a plane the night before. Datu and Kalani were going to meet up with them sometime that morning so they could try to patch up the helicopter, but it appears as they're taking their sweet time getting there. So Bert and Saul were trying to find things to do. Bert says he started fiddling with a new project. Saul suggests leaving and coming back when Datu and Kalani radio in, and that maybe they could check out the explosion. Bert says that they are to stay and watch the chopper, so that's what they're going to do. He tells Saul to sit tight and to play with his Game Boy thing. Saul says that it ran out of batteries. So the big question is, what handheld was he playing? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say PSP. Saul's the kind of guy who would play, you know, grown-up games. Uh, why not like a 3DS? What's wrong with that? Because that's a baby's toy. Yeah, clearly. So <laughs> when you said it ran out of batteries, PSP doesn't take batteries, right? It has an oh, internal... It has system. a battery. And the little battery indicator up there is a battery. I figured he's playing with, like, a Game Boy Advance with, like, you know, the AA batteries and they just... Oh, well, no, that wouldn't count. 
No, oh, whatever. All right. And then he'd be correct if he said, put down your Game Boy. Okay. Uh, Maybe it's a Game Gear. Remember the Game Gear? Oh, my God. I have two of those. Yes. You did not have two. I know. I have two of them with me right now. Oh, oh okay. I think oh, I mean, you had damn. two back in the day. What? Two back in the day. Oh, no. I got one in a garage sale for like a buck. Nice. Anyway, um, so Saul asks what Bert's little project is, and he offers to help with it. At first, Bert says no, but then he says that he might need Saul's help. It sounds like Bert is working on some sort of explosion thing. Anyway, Bert needs Saul to strip the wire from the walkie-talkie and tie it around the battery as he's having issues doing it himself. Saul does it with ease. So Bert and Saul test this makeshift explosion thingy, and it goes boom. Okay, now what did you think this thing was? I kind of had a hard time figuring it I out. I don't know either. It was like, it was, it seemed like an explosive, but I couldn't tell what it was at all. It was maybe like a remote explosive with a walkie-talkie. Agreed. Yeah, I thought for sure it was it was an, it was remote, and but I, I like because he asked if it's C four, and he says not really, kind of, you know what I mean? He, yeah. It's, it gave me the you know it's some kind of IED. Yeah, and he said he was on the wrong channel, and then I think when he got to the right channel, he pushed the little talk yeah. button, and that's what set it off. Cool. All right, so um, Saul's a little pissed that Bert would do something that would cause a loud noise for fear that the noise will attract zombies. Bert tells Saul that they don't really come out anymore, and that he doubts there are any hanging on the tarmac. On cue, one of them appears and makes its way towards Bert and Saul. Bert tells Saul to grab the silent pistol. As Saul starts going through the bag, he says he can't find it and tells Bert just to shoot it with what he has. Bert fires once, twice, three times, but only shoots it in the leg, so Saul ends up shooting it. Saul is now worried about Bert. Bert denies anything is wrong by saying he's just having a hard time focusing. Saul notices that Bert's hands are shaking. Bert takes out a bottle of pills that he claims to have had for a while. He says that the shakes will go away, just like they did last time. After being nagged by Saul, Bert finally tells Saul that the shake started after the death of his wife Shirley. They finally stopped when the outbreak occurred and started back up right before he shot Saul and Tommy. About that time, Kalani, Datu and Kalani radio in and tell them that they're on their way. Bert then radios the tower to let them know, but no one responds. Kalani offers to turn around to see what's going on, but Bert tells Kalani to keep coming their way, that the tower might be having some power issues or something, and they'll try calling again later. So back at the tower, Angel is teaching Hope how to adjust the volume of the camera so she can listen in for anything peculiar. Pippin offers to help with guard duty, but Angel declines. As Angel begins talking to Hope, an alarm goes off. Angel states that it's coming from Bert's armory and runs out the door. About ten seconds later, you hear the door creak and someone steps inside. Pippin says, it's you. He starts pleading, frantically saying no, when three gunshots are fired at Pippin. They sound like they're, now they sound like they're coming from a silenced pistol. And it might be worth noting that his sentence is cut off. He's in the middle of saying, I, and then he gurgles and dies. Uh, Hope pleads for the unknown person not to shoot. There's a pause and another gunshot. You can hear the sound of feet scampering away. You you always leave it, but you always you always like you get done with it and then you expect us to pick it up. I never know. What I was you catching want me my fucking breath. What no, do you want me to say? I Brick? said that entire thing on one breath. Greg, I want you to tell me your raw emotions. What were you doing? Hope is dead, and I'm glad. You never, such we're never have any kids asshole. on this show. They deserve it. Oh my god, do you ever want kids? I hope not. I don't know. You're you're correct. I do not want okay. kids. I like having disposable income and being able to make dumb decisions. Okay, so what was was your guys? Greg was obviously happy. Because he's assuming. No, I right. wasn't happy. I mean, it, oh, it was definitely, it was definitely like, oh, oh interesting. You know how many people? And, okay, I read through all like two hundred and like fifty forum posts, and several people were like, "Ooh, Greg's happy. Ooh, Greg's happy now." Because you've been. Well, trashing. a lot of people think they know me, don't they, Britt? And you're right. I was kind of happy though, because it was an interesting. 
Yeah, people like me. I'm like gasping. Greg's like, right like, on. Oh my god, no, right no. on, man. Yeah, cowabunga. <laughs> I hate blind kids. Woo. <laughs> You're terrible. Uh, Wraith, what about you? What was your reaction after that? I was like, oh my god, they killed Hope. <laughs> you, you bastards, bastards. killed Hope. <laughs> that was my reaction. And then it was like, and then I came back to the forum, and then someone had come up with the idea that what if they hadn't shot Hope and instead they'd shot the radio? Right. And that was why Kalani or Saul and Bert couldn't reach back to the tower because the tower's radio was busted. Well, yeah. Have we already set up the fact that it's all in the same room? Like there's the one radio is in the security room with everything else. Uh, I don't think we have. That's it. See, I was I was thinking that maybe the radio's in another room. They're gonna come back and be, you know, who? Why didn't you answer the phone? They'll be like, I don't know. Blank was on uh, on uh, on call or whatever it was on radio duty, and that's when we would know the radio operator left to shoot. Okay, well, Angel had the one radio, that Blue Jay and Robin, whatever, but would, I wonder if that's the only radio, because he had one, and then would he have left it in the guard room with it, with Hope when he went to mm-hmm. check the armory, maybe? Oh. Maybe. So, yeah, um, like you said, Wraith, there's a popular theory, thanks to Rock Daddy, that the shooter actually didn't shoot Hope, but the radio. Um, and then some arguments against that. Well, there was no sound. People are saying, okay, there was no sound of Hope Hope's body hitting the ground. But she was in a chair, though, right? Like she, exactly, so she exactly. would just slump down. So she could have been a slump. She might have not flown fifty feet. Who knows? Um, <laughs> like everyone does when they get shot by a gun. Exactly. Exactly. Common knowledge, you know. It's like video games. Yeah. And the other thing was there's no like fizzing or whatever sound a radio makes. I don't. Greg, what sound does yeah. a radio make when it's shot? <laughs> and sparks flying out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there is that, too. And then Acidic Vision says, I don't think Hope is dead. I know it doesn't really help the suspension of disbelief, but killing the blind girl whose mother was tortured by zombies at this point just doesn't make sense. If anything, I think maybe the shooter was someone closer to her that shot and wounded her to avoid suspicion. She served her purpose. It's, it was That's why she's But dead. what purpose did what she serve? Oh, she for, for She gave us Datu. a touching retu- yeah, reunion with Datu, and then Angel brought her in and sat her down in front of a piece of cardboard with some bottle caps on it and was like, turn this, turn that. See, oh, you're working the radio. Good job, Hope. <laughs> yeah, um, if Hope was killed, Datu is – I can't – he's going to go I think I don't it. think she's – I think there's still possibilities for her because she's from the original tower, the the second tower, right? And, like, we haven't, like, the, she's the only way they can find it still because Kalani doesn't know anything about it. So maybe she, because, and then there's the whole Datu thing where, like, Datu's been in a depression ever since, like, Samantha and, like, he's still pretty Samantha. depressed. So, like, if Hope is still alive, maybe, like, he can come back or it could take like a super dark turn and like she could just be dead and then Datu will just kill himself and then like oh god <laughs> you can go down <laughs> that road <laughs> you never know um so i'll read a few other forums mr scott 101 said i really don't think the radio was shot just because saul and burke couldn't get a hold of anyone doesn't mean the radio was shot it just means there's no one to pick up togi sub says if the radio was shot there would have been some sort of metallic click boom sound um the final shot was probably a kill shot and Arthur kind of has a crazy theory. He says, as an aside, if Hope has been killed, if Hope has been killed, the shooter is not likely a male. Hate to be crass, but a breeding age female is too important to lose when facing oh, a shooter. She's but, fourteen. Yeah, hey, she's Dude. breeding age. That's <laughs> <laughs> some blind babies. Um, yeah, that's how it works, Brittany. That's how it works. <laughs> it's a genetic thing, right? It's sexually transmitted too. So whoever whoever has sex with her, they lose their sight too. I think that's how it goes. No, but it's not genetic. She 
she became blind through the attack on the tower, the old tower. So, um, and then Job had an interesting point. He said, one side note about the final scene. Remember that this podcast is told through the journals. If all participants of a scene die, how do the journals know what happened? Uh, I don't know. Is it told by the journals only or? Because like no one like this wasn't like in the beginning, you know how like Michael would like start reading from the journal. It didn't start out this way. So like that's not how this chapter started out. So is it? Oh, you mean, like, Real Life didn't start with a journal entry? Unless he was reading... I mean, that's kind of the other question, is he might be... He might he might have gotten his journal and then wrote everything down from the beginning. Oh, and then yeah, he's retelling that. the story, like Greg said, he's by himself. Or, you that said, would be pretty cool, though. Like, if this was... The whole thing was, like, a flashback until, like... And Michael's, like, about to die, and then we get to that point, and then, like... He fights his way out or something. I've been bitten on the arm. Let me write my <laughs> journal. <laughs> Whoa, you figure if, if it's the, the what we're saying, right, if it is that it's, uh, you know, all being told in the past tense, uh, one day they're going to find out who the mole is and who did this, and she could tell them what she did, or he did. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. That's smart. Very smart. That's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, okay, so let's talk about, so I got, like I said, a bunch of theories on who the shooter is for each character, so I'll go through those. Oh, cool. Um but for now, so what we know about the shooter is that this person somehow gained access to Saul and Bert's gear bag or the armory at some point. The shooter cannot be Saul, Bert, Pippin, Hope, and it's not likely Datu or Kalani because they're driving to LAX. But by the time by the time that we got to that point, hey, real quick, we, yeah, why can't it be Pippin? Think that <laughs> he was just messing with Hope, <laughs> like, oh no, <laughs> oh, it's you. Pop, pop, and then he just runs away. And somebody will come back. What, what, what happened? Oh, they killed Pippin. Oh, he's. Where is he? I don't know. I'm blind. I've been turning these knobs for three oh, hours. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay, Greg. Okay, I see what you're doing there. Except for you know he can't really run away because he's handcuffed to a bed or whatever he's handcuffed to. But shot it off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, so anyway, back to Datu and Kalani because they're driving to LAX, but we know that these scenes are in you know timely order whatever you want to call it because by the time they were on the road the they couldn't get a hold of the tower which means maybe the shit hit the fan that's what you're assuming so there's actually a theory that thinks Datu and Kalani did it what oh yeah I'll get <laughs> good theory bro um so that technically leaves Angel Victor Kelly Michael Riley Pegs Tanya Steven and Pippin and um, Michael what about that guy oh shit Michael well, how come he Michael. gets a free pass yeah <laughs> um, and the shooter was using a silent weapon, which is believed to have been the um, silent pistol that Saul cannot find. Anyway, so back to the weapon. There are two silent ones. There's the MP5 from the colony, and then there's Bert's Beretta. Um, and so Saul obviously couldn't find the Beretta, which I'm assuming that what they were looking for at the airport. Uh, I'm assuming that's the weapon they're talking about. I doubt that the shooter would be carrying around an MP5. Yeah, because an MP5 would make, like, a short burst machine gun, right? So, like, wouldn't it make more than just, like, single shots, or... I guess, I think you can tweak it to do single shots, but let's just, we don't know. Okay, so, let's talk about the shooter. So, when Pippin says, you, when the person walks in, I assume that it was somebody that he has seen before, but not from the tower. So, I think it would be the rat, maybe, back in the, at the Maulers when he was there, he saw this person there, 
and then they left for whatever reason, and then he's seen them again for the first time since then. I agree with that. Or it could be like, or could it be like, it could be like someone from the tower that he met like recently, and then like he doesn't really know him, but he kind of like saw him on his way. That's in. a possibility too. Like maybe yeah. he saw Kelly, like because he was talking with her for six hours. Yeah, I think so. I just th- well, I mean, I don't think so. I see what you're saying. I think if it had been Kelly, he would have been like, Kelly? yeah, he probably would have been like Kelly because like, oh. he's been talking to her for so long. But... Yeah, he, the way he said it, he was like, you, you know. Yeah, um, I think it would probably be the rat. I, I agree with you guys. So. Um. So the first order of news: Do you think the shooter is the rats? Yes. I don't know, because it seems like there could be two people who did it. Because you had to have someone set off the guard or the trip trip the alarm in the guard or in the armory right and then like immediately after angel leaves this guy has to run all the way back and then uh get through the door and shoot everyone in the room in the guard room so could there be more than one person so yeah i I mean that's another possibility but Uh, then that makes it so much more complex like you've got two people you've got the rat the the shooter yeah, yeah you've got like a know. limited cast set to begin with. Everyone so. is evil. <laughs> Everyone is evil. No one can be trusted. Uh, so King is back. Thinks this is what he says: the shooter is the traitor. The reason the shooter is the traitor is because if Pippin was to meet the traitor, the person may have been found out. The traitor had to step his or her game up because of Pippin. The traitor may try to disappear again, and that's going to suck because we may have to wait to find out how it is until the next chapter. Then Kafu. Kafu, K-F-K-A-F-U, whatever, says, The shooter is not the rat. The shooter just took a huge risk to get rid of Pippin. A, the shooter could easily have been caught and outed themselves. And B, they just made a shit, they just made shit a hell of a lot harder for themselves. And now anything they want to do is going to be extremely hard. What if it was Victor? What, yeah, I he was, was like, uh, he's not, a, he's a risk. We can't keep him here or something, right? I, well, you know, I thought it was Victor, too, at first. That was kind of what I was leaning towards. But as I re-listened to the episode, he doesn't, he says he doesn't mind Pippin, that he's quiet. and he. I was talking to uh, It's All Goody, and he brought up a pretty good theory. Like, what if if Hope is, if uh, Victor left Hope alive, right? And we heard earlier that Victor was wearing, like, really strong cologne. Like, so what if he, like, Um... shot Pippin, and then, like, he left Hope alive, and then he walked away, and then Hope, like, smelled the cologne, and he was like oh, maybe this is who it was. I just remember Cologne, and they're like, yeah. hey. No, because like I said, that's, I think the whole Cologne thing is definitely be brought up again. Yeah. So you're right, there's that aspect that maybe, you know, Hope will be like, I didn't see anybody, I couldn't make it out, but I did smell a bunch of Cologne. <laughs> I didn't see anybody. I know this is a shocker, everyone. I'm sorry. I know I'm under oath. I didn't see anything, all right? <laughs> Fuck you, Greg. What if um, she's faking? She did she- it. Oh, she, she could <laughs> she, see the whole time. I never remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, so there was that, and then there was maybe the angle that this, the shooter will try to frame Victor by spraying cologne in the room. Because oh, people know he's wearing lots of cologne, and it's probably not to get the ladies. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so I'm going to read about one or two theories per each character. So here is one for Tanya from Acidic Vision. I think the shooter was Saul's mom. She was the only one I recall. Mi- she was the only one I recall messing with the bag before Saul and Bert left. So she's the only one that could have taken the silenced pistol out. Now I try to listen for this. Is when do you know what he's talking about? Uh, is it like when uh when she was she's... trying to patch up Saul and like doing all I th- that? Yeah, I think that's what it was. But I don't think there was like 
specific like mention so. of like, I'm going like, through your stuff. I'm just gonna take this pistol out of this bag. Let Bert. me see that bag. Yeah, let me just take yeah. this pistol out. You won't notice. It just doesn't seem like there's no setup for that. I was like, she doesn't. Why? Why would she? Why would she? Doesn't seem to have like a motive. But why would she? And how could she? Oh yeah, so she's the shooter, not the. I'm sorry, she's a okay. doctor, like not a killer. So. And I don't know what she'd have against Pippin yeah. to kill him. Because I think the shooter went in there specifically racism. to kill... Obviously. Obviously, Greg. Uh, I think, I'm saying she's a racist. I, she doesn't like British people. She doesn't like British people. Uh, yeah, so I think the shooter went in there to kill Pippin specifically. And then they probably just stumbled across Hope and was like, ah, shit. Anyway. So now, the fact that they killed... the I, I, I'm of the belief that the rat is the person who killed Pippin. Mm-hmm. So does this then give validity to Pippin's story, that he wasn't with the Maulers at all, ran away to get free, and so he ran there, and then the rat knew the jig was up, because he's seen... Mm-hmm. You know, the rat has been seen before with the Maulers, so Pippin's going to tell everybody, so Pippin's going to die. Exactly. That's, that's pretty much what I think is going to happen. Happened. Yeah. Um, and then here is a theory about Kelly from Small Skinobi. Oh, well says, I think at one point Kelly was the traitor. After Tommy's death, she had a change of heart, so she stopped contacting the Maulers. So the Maulers sent in Pippin as a backup. Once Kelly got some alone time with Pippin in the guardroom, she then questions him to see if he's there to spy or if his story about him escaping is true. She then finds out that he is there to spy. She's been up on guard duty for a while. She had more than enough time to come up with a plan. Listening to Pippin's final words, he seems surprised at who and what that person was doing. It would make sense for it to be the person he had the long talk with. I really like this theory. I like that theory, too. But, like, the problem is the same thing that you and I brought up before. Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't he say Kelly, like, by her name, right? That's why I don't think... Yeah, I mean, I like that theory, but I don't think it's Kelly. Yeah, it's somebody... It ha- If we go back and we listen to all the sh- shows since he's been there, it would be somebody he hasn't been in the room with yet. Right. This is the first time he's seen this person. Right, right? But exactly. he said he goes you, though, right? So he's seen this person before. No, he's seen... I'm sorry. The first time he's seen this person in the tower. Exactly. Oh, he okay. saw this person at the okay. Mauler's camp. Yeah. Dino Does Zombies has another theory on Kelly. It says, I think Kelly is the killer slash rat. Remember, Michael humiliated her the night when the power went out. She has a score to settle with the leadership, especially since it led to Tommy's death. I always found her inquisitive nature to be suspect. Do you remember when she first met Victor? She was strangely friendly... Or is she trying to establish trust and obtain intel regarding the colony for the Maulers? She was strangely nice with Pippin, almost as nice as she was with Victor. I think Kelly just wants to get laid. I don't think it has anything <laughs> to do with just being nice. I think but... she's, like, doing her lawyer thing, you know? Like, messing with their minds and, like, doing, like, Jedi mind tricks on them. Like, getting information from them. That's, like, how she rolls. She's lonely. I think that's all. <laughs> that's how she rolls. And then a lot of people think Steven... Is the I don't know, shooter. that just seems too convenient. Like, yeah, hey, I... let's get this dickish guy who, like, got Lizzie kicked out and doesn't want to do any work, and let's make him the rat, because no one likes him anyway. But... Leto says, freaking Steve is the rat. First off, that's why he didn't want to guard Pippin, because he'd recognize him instantly. Oh, that's a There's... good theory. There is no evidence that Steve guarded him prior to this moment, and that's why old Steve felt uncomfortable doing his job with him there. Pippin was sure to be released soon, or Steve would run out of excuses and have to go to the guard room at some point and be exposed to Pip. So the options are wait it out and get caught, or act now and maybe try to take out Pippin. And then Clarky says, the shooter is Steven. It makes perfect sense. Him and Pippin never saw each other from what I can gather, so Pippin wouldn't have recognized him yet. Also, Steven was totally against going in with him for two reasons. He didn't want Pippin to see him yet, and he would have had to have shot him himself to avoid suspicion if he was with Pippin when he got shot. Looking back, it was Steven that basically forced Bert to kick Lizzie out. 
Clearly, that was so the Maulers could get their hands on her. For me, he's got to be the rat as well as the shooter. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I don't think he could be the rat because that would just be kind of lame. I mean, you know, it should be like one of this. like the main characters that we actually like, you know? Because like be Angel. Like, oh God, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> that's not true. That's Wayland. impossible. <laughs> we'll get you fired up. I promise. Don't worry about it. Okay, so here's the Kalani and Datu theory. Now I'm going to butcher this name. It's S-Y-S-A-S-Y-S-A. So Sai Sassisa? I don't know. Sassisa. Sassisa. Kalani and Datsu teamed up to shoot Pippin. The timeline could have been altered, altered so the call to the tower could have happened after Pippin was shot. Also, as Cupcake Zombie said, they told Bert and Saul to call the tower. Also, early in the threat, there was a theory that the shooter had an accomplice, but the motive is unexistent in my head, and pr- the probability of this is very slim. I agree. I don't think Kalani and Datu would, uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not their style. The, yeah. That ain't their style, no. Um, okay, so here's the theory for Michael. From Killer Beard Hawk. Has anyone suggested that Michael was the one who killed Pippin? He didn't trust Pippin. He knows where the silenced pistol is. He put Hope on guard duty. He knows how to so use. He shot use... the blind girl. Wow, dick move, Michael. Dick <laughs> yeah. move. He knows how to use the silenced pistol as he's done it before. He's made sure Pippin was handcuffed. Pippin was surprised to see Michael, the good guy, going to kill him. I, I, again, I mean, sure, but I don't. I don't think it's Michael. Because so. yeah, like Michael was like chill with Pippin. He was like, hey, well, what what do you want us to do with him? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's Michael. And after all of his beliefs, you know. From the that he got from the colony, he doesn't want yeah, to run things yeah. that way. Yeah, he doesn't want to be like a dictator. He does. Dictator emphasis on dick. <laughs> oh, ha! 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 Uh, Casey, I have good humor. Hire me for your script writing. Um, okay, so we'll talk about Riley. Clarky has another one for Riley. Riley is the shooter and possibly the rat. Firstly, she was drunk on the roof when Pippin came in, so there's a good chance she hasn't even seen them yet. I also think she was intending to shoot Stephen originally, perhaps in revenge for getting Lizzie kicked out. I don't think this is something that she would do normally, but drink combined with strong emotions can make people do stupid things. She grabs a gun, goes in expecting to find Steven. He was meant to be there. Sees and recognizes Pippin instead, possibly from some contact with the Maulers, or if she is indeed the rat, something I doubt, panics and shoots him. I don't I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't like, know. There's nothing like set up for that, though. Like, I mean, Riley has no interactions with Pippin. Like, she wasn't in the room with him. I mean... She's drunk off her ass on the roof, telling Angel off. I mean, screw that, her. Yeah, that's why he was saying he thinks that Riley was was supposed to find Steven in there. She thought uh, she was, and then she panicked and shot uh, Pippin instead. Oh, okay. But then she also shot her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can leave no witnesses. <laughs> she's too drunk to realize she's blind. I know. Maybe she's faking the blindness. Um, and here's one for Angel from Dino Does Okay, okay, bring it. Who's this guy? This is kind of funny. Angel could have easily tripped the alarm from within the room and pretended to go to Bert's armory. Knowing Hope can't see a thing, he could have easily made it sound like he was leaving, but re-enter the room and shoot Pippin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining, like, Goofy Angel, or Goofy Shane Stalk, I should say. Like, um, I've always thought that Angel's insecure about being in Michael's shadow, he could drive. It could drive some people insane. Just throwing this out there. <sighs> what, just what, no. What say you, just, Rafe? just no, no. Just oh, who, what's this guy's name? Uh, Dino or Dino does zombies. Oh, Dino does zombies. No, I'm sorry, bro. Just no. Just sorry, no, no. No. <laughs> sorry, bro. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, 
and then the whole um that's just too hard to accomplish i mean like he has to like why i mean i'm sure you could find a better way to like kill pippin like throw him um, out a window or something. Walk out of the room and turn around and walk back in. Ooh! Um, and then that kind of brings me to my next point is it all really happened so fast. Like it happened like the as soon as Angel left, ten seconds later, that's when the shooter came in and put three holes into Pip and possibly a fourth one into him, or maybe that one went into Hope. I don't know. So do you think there are two people involved in this. I know we talked about this a little bit earlier. Maybe there was one to trigger the alarm and another one waiting for Angel. I um, think it could go either way. I mean, it could be two people. It could be one person. I don't know. I mean... I don't think it's two people. I think it's one person. I I'd like one person better because, I mean, it just seems like like Occam's razor, right? The simplest solution is easier. Like, if you bring in two people, that's like that. it's going to get that much more complex. Right. So... Someone's theory was, you know, there's no way he could have gone there check the armory maybe not not come across the shooter and then the person would have time to get by him and come back in um do we know where the armory is and re- related to the guard room i think it's in the same floor right yeah yeah i'm assuming it's in the same floor wraith are you falling out of a plane yes. what's going on <laughs> yeah, really oh jeez it's like dick voodoo's like pounding on the desk last time I'm sure people are happy that they no longer have to listen to Pippin's accent. Yeah, him and his mutton chops and his salad. <laughs> Sorry, it does sound like you're, like, skydiving or something. Uh, um, no, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you're, like, wrestling. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're in a mic and you're just, you're rolling around in a bed or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hmm. How old are you? Braith, how old mm, are you? I'm 19. Oh, okay. So you're of age. Uh, so it's prime I, for the picking, uh, Britt. No, I just want to make sure I didn't drop like a, you know a dirty joke on like a 15 year old. Yeah, you, yeah Do whatever. I'm 15. No, but I don't know how old you are. We've met you, you can't tell people. Greg looks like he's 40 and he's only like 29. <laughs> oh jeez, it's true. Um. Anyway, I have to admit, I was kind of sad. I re-listened to the shooting of Pippin a few times, and I was kind of sad. sad. Like he I was like, he kind of like made him. him like he made him. Or he went through like a redemption at the very end, where he was like, yeah. "Hope it's okay, dear." Like he just left the room, and then he gets shot, and is like, "Oh God!" And then he's like gurgling, and then, yeah. Yeah, and when he was shot, he was saying, "I, you know, like I, I don't know what." But then I'm still kind of, like, hanging on to that theory that he's being blackmailed or something, that maybe his family is being held by the Maulers. That's just depressing now. Now his family dies. Now Daddy Pippin's dead. (laughs) Very sad. Um, Sucks to be. So, Wraith, I want to know, what do you think about Angel leaving Hope in the guardroom? Okay, yeah. So, right now, there's, like, this huge war going on between me and Nick Voodoo because Of course. What's new? (sighs) So, Nick thinks this is, like, totally wrong of Angel to leave Hope in, uh hope alone with pippin and then run and check out the alarm and i think that was like absolutely the right thing to do because like okay i mean there was pippin was tied up like he was chained to a bed right like there's no way he he can harm hope hope wasn't in danger from pippin he was or so there was no danger to hope none that we could see anyway so so anyway so when the alarm goes off like maybe not everyone else hears it because is that alarm only going off in the guard room so he's the only one hearing it right so he has to go check out that thing because if they're being raided right now like by the culprit again so if they're losing all their ammo like last time this happened right after they lost their ammo they got hit by a mauler attack and then lost a bunch of people and they almost all died so i mean his best option right there was go stop whoever's raiding the ammo ammo room 
Right, like, was he supposed to stop and try to call Michael somehow? But, like, how do you do that? Like, do you scream for Michael? I mean, you're... And we don't even know where Michael was. Yeah, and then it's, like, a split-second decision. Like, you're under pressure. (laughs) He's lurking around the corner waiting for Angel to pass, so he's going there (laughs) kill Pippin. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I don't know. I think Angel, too. Nick, she agrees with me. I, I mean, I... I think Angel's probably caught up in the moment. I mean, you heard him talking. He's like, oh, where? Oh, Ormory. And then he left. I mean, I don't think he said bye. He just left poor little blind Hope, like, in the chair by herself. And she didn't know where he was. Oh, she's blind. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) She's blind. She doesn't know any better. Here are some shapes to feel. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) You just turn these knobs. These feel like milk caps. No, no, they're knobs. Don't worry. You're totally controlling every camera in the place. Oh, oh. Shit, yeah. Uh, Greg, what do you think? About what part? What, what were we just talking about, numbnuts? No about cats. Angel leaving hope in the garden. I'm sorry. All right, you know what, Britt? We've <laughs> talked about a lot of stuff here. All right, I, I had a good milk joke. <laughs> I think we all know my role in this is for the good one-liner. I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, I agree with Wraith 100% that it was just that, I mean, he was, he's the one guy there. He can't. I'm going to uncuff Pippin. Pippin, you go check it out. I was more creeped out that Pippin was left alone in the room with this blind girl. That I was like, is this where Pippin's really going to get crazy? Because I'd already seen all these tweets and messages about, oh, my God, you know, cliffhanger ending, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, if it ends all creepily with, you know. Come closer, Pippin Hope. Room, exactly. <laughs> what you're touching is. I've I dropped don't... one of my books, and it's close to your feet. <laughs> Reach down to pick it up. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Um, yeah. So, anyway. So the whole, t- like, all 270-whatever entries on the forum, well, pretty much all related to who's the shooter, who's the rat, yada, yada. There really wasn't much talk about the other parts of the story. There were some pretty good parts to the other parts of the story, though. Yeah, yeah. why don't you tell us about those, Wraith? What do you think? There, I think, like, two of the most important things, I thought, was when Bert said that the zombies aren't around as much anymore. So, like, they're are they, like, dying away or what? Are they, like... Because if they're still human, right, then and they're not if they're not getting enough to eat, or if their like body systems are failing, and then they're just mm. dying out. <clears throat> they're shriveling. No, I one of my theories has been is that they're kind of like a big old military force right now. Like the what one of the markings, the ta- whatever pimp ass zombie. He's kind of like recruiting all of them, and well, obviously, well now, I mean, I don't know whatever ones are at the um, arena. Yeah, what's left of it. Whatever's yeah, whatever's even left of it. I think they have some sort of organized group going on, so I don't think they're just so much wandering the streets anymore, like, randomly. I mean, obviously there's the stragglers, like the one at the tarmac, but... That would be kind of scary, actually, because then you've got, like, if that's... Then they'd be, like, attacking you as, like, a war, and that would be... Like, if they were coming at you in force. Or maybe they could just be... Oh, wait, no, no. I was thinking they'd be attacking the, uh, the Mahler convoy, but that happened in the past, so that's not why... Right. Or maybe they're all there eating Mahler remains. Oh, it's... maybe. Maybe Lizzie's... No, I was going to say maybe Lizzie's being eaten out, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, say that. Uh, yeah. Like oral sex. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then also Bert, Bert's little shaky hands issue. Bert kind of turned a soft... I, I want to say softer corner, but he kind of revealed the side of him, you know, that we don't see often. Okay, yeah. So I did have something to say about this part. So it seems like every character in We're Alive has a theme surrounding them. So with Bert, it seems like he's it's loneliness and protecting his friends. Because, like, Bert was a lonely guy. Like, after his wife dies, like, you hear, like, a monologue in the beginning, right? Like, season one, where he's like, yeah, no one really, I had no one to talk to. I had no one to tell my stories to. I'm sad. And then after the <laughs> zombie apocalypse, he had... That's pretty uh, much exactly what he said. <laughs> 
he he has uh Saul and he Lizzie and all these new people and he wants to protect him and like that's when he says uh when he regained his ability to shoot again was when he had people to protect and that's when and he And then says, when he kills someone then yeah, and he then he, again. yeah that Vicious cycle. Gets him going and then he shoots or he fails to protect and people in during the war and then he like loses that ability again and he, when then he shoots Tommy and then like that's po- pretty much the reason Bert took power like the reason he took leadership was because he wanted to protect people like he felt Michael didn't do a good enough job in protecting the people that he was off partying and instead of protecting the people so so when his hands aren't shaking that's when he's a good leader but when his hands are shaking you better back off okay it's like Spider-Man 2 when Peter Parker didn't want to be Spider-Man anymore, so his powers started to fail. Eventually, they're gonna we're gonna need. He's gonna have to act. Saul's gonna be in trouble. Lizzie's gonna be in trouble. They're gonna find Lizzie. Lizzie will be in trouble. And Bert's gonna have to pick up the gun. And he'll nail it. Like, oh no, Bert, help me, help me! <laughs> good Lizzie. Yeah. Good Lizzie impression. Oh, thank yeah, you. That, yeah, Been working that was, on that. That was that was pretty good. Um, Bulldog thinks that Bert will be the next main character to be killed. He says he will go down in a blaze of glory once they find Lizzie. He will get her and will attract the zombies to give Lizzie, Saul, Bricks, and Tardis a path to get away. I I still think Bert's going to be the next character to die. Really? So I, I do not think I, so. I, I think so. I think it would be a good way for him to go out. You know, he, he feels terrible about Lizzie. And for him to, like, sacrifice his own life to protect this girl that he feels so terrible about losing, I think it would be fitting. I don't want him to die, but... I'm just saying. Oh, and then Cupcake Zombie posted, A final thing I noticed re-listening to this is that the alarm has faded out, stopped before the last shot by the shooter. If I had stopped, if it has stopped, could this mean that Angel is resetting the alarm while the shooter is still in the room, thus ruling him out? And Casey responded saying that they had purposely toned that down and made it silent so you could hear the footsteps, the whimpering, whatever you want to call it. So for those wondering that same thing, that's what's up with that. Oh, I was kind of hoping to like save Angel right there. Oh, guess not. So, if you guys have anything else you want to say about this episode, Saul is playing a PSP. I don't think he is. Well, you don't know anything about video games, so no big deal. I know absolutely nothing about video games. You're right. Okay, so a few things. There's a new contest going on called Gatekeeper's Bad Day Contest. I have um, an MP3 with the details that I'll play at the end of the episode. And there is a prize. It is called the Triple Pete Package. Ooh. Comes with a Wear Alive shirt, a poster, and two bottles of Pete's water. This is not my contest. I would not flatter Greg this way. This is <laughs> <laughs> I sound just like that. This is actually being ran by, shit, I won't butcher saying, Commander Nerf? Nerf? Uh, Comrade Nerf? Yeah. I just talked yeah. to him in the chat room. Over at zombiepodcast.com, you can join in on the discussion. Click on forums. And another thing is send us scripts because we want to act them out and they are fun. They don't even have oh, to be yeah, long. Definitely. They can just be like a short like three-liner thing. We don't even care. And if we read it, you'll get a t-shirt. That's exciting. I was talking to my boy Beesball today on the Ames, the I am oh, yeah. Windows and whatever, and we decided we need some Scratch and Riley fanfic. So that's what I want to see. I want some Scratch and Riley scenes <laughs> to come in here. What, what, what are these two girls? What kind of mischief could these two get into? That could be fun to act out. Uh, Also, we have received four Chapter 1 reenactments. And they are good. And the contest is now closed. Um, I want to thank Greg Miller for uh, being the first one to... It's me, Greg, Casey, and Shane judging them. And Greg was the first one to send me his responses. And I was really late, too. So that just shows that Casey and Shane don't give a shit about you, Brittany. They don't give a shit about this show. I know. We say whatever we want. We can't. 
Fuck you, Casey. Grow some hair, Casey. <laughs> Shane, you're too <laughs> damn tall. How's that sound? Yeah. You'll never hear it. Jim Gleason's the only one who listens to this. What up, Gleason? Olive <laughs> <Bottom> Garden. <laughs> Breadsticks coming out my motherfucking ears. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, Craig, how did you like those reenactments? They're they're great. They are all. They were great. good. They were good. Lots. Yeah. Of, I like it. They were they were above and beyond what I expected to get beyond. Yeah, there was there was one that really really that I really really liked. It was uh, by these admin guys. Yeah, there was this one kid. Uh, you think you're important guy. because yeah, you have doing... the word admin next to your name. Well, guess what? I have WND host next to mine, right? Oh, you are nice. a peon. Don't even don't even. Try <laughs> and guess what? I got an eight with a bunch of equal signs and then a capital D. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to judge those, and we'll announce the winner, who will receive a signed Season 1 box set. Woohoo! Um, and Wraith, do you have some community shit to cover? Yes, I do. There are uh, community playdates that happen almost every other week, or at least once a month. And it's done, It's run by It's All Goody and Obamacat. So basically they'll do, like, it's usually Xbox Live and Halo Reach or Left 4 Dead, and it's a lot of fun. You guys should come out. We had one uh, last week, and it was pretty successful from what I hear. Awesome. Cool. All right. So let's jump into some listener mail. Um, This one's from Damien1213. Since I got a question for the show that I want your opinion on, if Lizzie is pregnant, how do you think the members of the tower will will react? How do you think Saul will react? Saul will be incredibly happy. You think so? Yeah, he'll be thrilled. He'll pick her up and hug her, and they'll be all cute. Oh, that's cute, Greg. (laughs) Who could have seen that coming? Um... I think it'll be like an oh shit moment, and then he'll push her down. <laughs> like, oh, he'll, oh god, oh god, what have I done? And there'll be a co-hanger involved or a set of stairs. Oh jeez, no, well, no. I took a dark turn. No, uh, Greg, shut up. You don't even like kids. You should, you should <laughs> doesn't mean I want them to be scraped out with a freaking thing right there in <laughs> like, the you just were the one laughing at Hope dying a terrible death. She had 14 good blind years, <laughs> all right? She's, would you want to live in that world you can't see anymore now? You don't even know. You got monsters around you 24 hours a day. You used to be able to see. Now you got nothing. Your mom's your mom had a fling with some guy who can barely speak English. Now she's dead. <laughs> got a creepy British dude handcuffed. I don't want to live in this world and be blind on top of it. Well, at least she can't see what's going on. I mean, you know, ignorance. Oh is yeah, that, that makes it so much easier. Everybody knows it's awesome <laughs> being in the dark. Well, at least she couldn't see Pippin's like bleeding head. I mean, that's good. Again, you, know, you don't know if that's really what happened. Whatever, Greg. I, I, I have dick. a feeling the next chapter is going to shine, or I'm sorry, the next part of this chapter is going to shine some light on this one. Oh yeah. Uh, what about you, Wraith? What do you think? What? Uh, about I don't know. Yeah, probably going to be like, oh sweet, this is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just like that, huh? Yeah. Okay, this one is from Lido. It says a little bird told me that Wraith is going to be on the show. All the haters need to chill. Angel did nothing wrong in leaving the yes. guy taking off to secure the armory. Lido. There you oh, go. Boy. Okay, um, this one comes from Undead Christmas. It says, Hello, Britt and Greg. Just wanted to drop you a line to say I'm really enjoying your podcast. I've been a fan of Wear Life since the beginning, and listening to people talk about it has been an experience in itself. I've listened to your entire catalog, and I can say that Greg is a character. He's not, <laughs> no, it, gets, it gets better. He's not. He's not someone that I want to hang out with in real life. Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, he says, unless we've had a few drinks, then we'd act uh, okay. like the same person. Um, but I can tolerate listening to his words of wisdom. You can tolerate my words of wisdom. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys continue the show for many years to come. As long as you keep recording, I'll keep listening. Thank you, Undead Christmas. 
Right, Greg? Thank you. Word. Greg. Yeah, thank you for, you know, vaguely insulting me for an anti <laughs> This one comes from Play for Plagues. Hey, friends. I was wondering if you guys had a top three of characters in the story you'd want to knock boots with. I'm sure Britt has a thing for Skittles deep down. Ha <laughs> 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 oh, <you know, laughs> I love them big and dumb. Uh, okay, he says my top three would be, number one, Samantha. Ah, amazingly gorgeous description. What? What, what do you mean? Well, How do you, post, you've never seen these people. Post being like torn apart. Well, just her description. Okay. <laughs> oh, like, oh. Do you mean pre <laughs> being <laughs> torn apart? Post. She just uh, she after that description of her body lying everywhere, just dynamite. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm looking for in a woman. Amazingly gorgeous description, voice, and she seems like a girl that it would pay off in an emotional way to take care of her. Okay. Number two. Uh. <laughs> Scratch. I would like to think that she would be a great dominatrix, which is hot in a weird way. They should probably bite your dick off. Fuck. Uh, number yeah. three. Whoa. Jesus Ru- Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Who can you see her like having a right, right. Okay, Riley. The accent is hot. <laughs> I- you, see, you picture this girl just like. Well, can you see like <laughs> or whatever she does? <laughs> like. Whoa there. You know how she is. Okay, yeah, I know. Riley- Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Number three, Riley, the accent is hot. I don't care what anyone says or what her orientation is. I still find her attractive as a character. Plus, the recent episodes where she swears is pretty sexy. Thanks, guys. There you go. I'll go. I'm ready. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Riley, Sc- Riley, Scratch, Pegs. Pegs number three. Yeah, I'd like to have a relationship with Pegs. I'd like to start. I'd like to hang out with her. Oh, it's gonna be like a Mary Boff kill. How about we do that? Ex- exactly. Oh, Mary Boff kill. Okay. Uh, who okay. would you? Who would you Mary Boff kill in this situation? Between those three, like yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. I know. I marry Pegs. I uh, Boff Riley, and then I kill Scratch. Of course, she's evil. Yeah, I'd probably wait. No, I'd probably kill Pegs because she's kind of annoying. Mary Riley, whatever, and, dude. Uh, not boots with Scratch because you know she's kind of crazy. And then she mm. bites your dick off. There you go. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, forgot about that. Maybe I'll go to I'll go to Greg Miller's way. I don't know. Ah, uh, Mary. Fuck, I don't know. Not Angel. Maybe. Oh. Maybe Saul. I'd like to marry Saul. He seems like a good guy, and he likes blonde girls, so that works out for me. Um, Boff. Angel's too whiny. He'd probably just be, like, <laughs> super lame. Um, Skittles would probably fucking... I don't Skittles! Know. Skittles! <laughs> <laughs> you know... He's just doing that the whole time. Skittles, <laughs> Skittles, 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 Skittles! Oh, God, that'd be awkward. Maybe he, I like... guarantee, I guarantee Skittles oh, would shit his pants in the middle of it. <laughs> fucking terrible person. Terrible character. Oh, oh, oh I'm so sorry. Oh, that'd be funny. Uh, Boff? Maybe you know I kind of like Victor. I mean, he has like a, yeah, like a, a, a aggressive, like crazy side to him. No and love for Michael Cross, huh? No, Michael's. He's too like boring and like. Stiff. <laughs> no, he really Sorry, is. Sorry, Jim Gleason. Not Jim Gleason. Boring. No, no, he's too like. Okay, well, I'm going to take your clothes off now, and then we're. Gonna... <laughs> That's how he is with. Pegs. He's got the weight of the. Sh- <laughs> he's got the all the weight of the towers on his shoulders. I don't care. Still loosen up. Um, <laughs> from Cream. Filling posy day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a dirty sounding name. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. Who's... Coming off the topic of conversation, dirty sounding name. No, uh, cream filling posy day. You're holding out in your superstore or wherever. Would you be boinking everybody? Po- God dang it! Would you be boinking everyone possible, or would you continue looking for love? I know I would like to say I would be knocking boots with every girl possible, but in reality, I'm too much of a romantic for that. I would take it. I, w- I would. It would be 
it would be like a day to day thing. It's hard to say on, in this world what we. I think I think I'd be way more focused on survival, right? Like I think I would be so on edge and stuff like that. Like the last thing I'm thinking about is like getting off. I mean, yeah, I'd be so focused on. See, I think you're so focused on survival that if opportunity presents itself, sure, but you're not going to think anything of it after afterwards. Like you know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, if you're in the tower, like, you know, when the tower first settled and things were going good for a while, then, yeah, okay, I can see how, like, a relationship could maybe form. But, like, the clusterfuck that they're in, there's no way. It'd be like a, I don't know, like, let's sneak into the closet and do the nasty and then never talk about it again. No one's going to do the nasty with you if we call it doing the nasty. <sighs> that that makes so much sense now. Thanks, Greg. That's a pro tip, Britt. You've solved all of, no wonder, no wonder. <laughs> hey, I was wondering if you want to come home and do the nasty with me. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to, but I'm about <laughs> to break. I'm about to break away. this glass and cut myself. That's how you get out of anything. All right. <laughs> okay, last one comes from Norman. Love the show. You guys totally deserve the Parsec Award. Oh, that's the other thing. Send us more. Yeah, uh, for some weird reason, Greg and I are nominated for a Parsec Award, which is a award I don't even know what it means. But if you can think of like a ten minute clip that best represents our podcast, let me know because. You should do the part about Greg Miller laughing at Hope dying. <laughs> we'll totally win. Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably get banned. Um, Have a year one. Mock me. See, see what you get. You all, you all be sorry. <laughs> uh, so first of all, thank you for making me feel like an old man. At the age of 11, I was playing with an adult. She's oh, what? <laughs> at 11? Well, because last oh, okay. talk, no, yeah, we were talking about. I he was 11 and he thought he was old. I was like, oh, no, no. He says, at the age of 11, I was playing with an Atari 2600. Second, I would like to throw this out for you guys to debate, pan, brand, etc. I call this the M. Night Shyamalan Twilight Zone theory, and while I don't personally subscribe to it per se, it is designed to make you think. The mole rat is Michael, and the entire podcast is his remorse. Field confession to be topped off by a suicide in the final episode. Some points to back this theory up. Number one. Remember that this story isn't happening in real time. In the beginning of the very first episode, Michael is writing this all down as, as a remembrance. Number two, the events in the water treatment plan still have not been explained. How, how Michael broke his arm or escaped. Could he have been helped by the Maulers, and is that why he is hesitant to reveal anything? Number three, there is the mysterious Randy, or Randy, spelled with an I, he called out while at the colony. His Mauler contact... Number four, the Maulers begin their move south after Michael returns from the colony. Could he have given them information on its location as well as the location of the arena? I could give more, but you get the idea. You have to admit that it would be a real, oh my god, I never saw that one coming, ending for the show. Would be. Eh. But then what about all the other characters? What do they do? They're just like... He kills them all. <laughs> he kills him, them all? Surrounded by their bodies, and then he kills himself. Oh, Perfect that, that ending. That kind of sucks. Yeah, well, let's see him try and kill Bert, dude. He's Bert. Bert's all like depressed now. His hands are shaky. He can he can he can't do anything anyway. Well, he just needs to take his drugs. He just needs to like shoot up some heroin or whatever it is, is that he does, and then just back to badass Bert. I don't know. So um, that's definitely an interesting theory. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Casey. I guess it'd be kind of sad. But so that wraps up this episode. Wraith, got any last words for us? Oh, oh, can we do, like, a debate podcast with me and, like, Nick? Because, like, I am so ready for this. Like, No, we, we totally will. We oh, should do awesome. it. Um, Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. I'll talk to you guys. And it can be a angel. No, do you want debate, like, certain topics? Or do you want, like, one specific topic to talk oh, about? We could just we could go anything. I'm down for anything. Okay, so people, please send an email to where, Greg? You want to send it to our email address, Brittany. And I'm embarrassed that you haven't memorized it yet. 
It's we're not dead podcast at gmail.com. Am I not allowed to make a joke? You told me to yell it every time? Fine, I'll just yell it. I'll be your dog. Brittany. Whatever you want. You tell me to sit and roll over. That's what I'll do. That's all I aim to you. Good boy. He's learning. Uh, yeah, so send us an oh. email and oh, tell us what topics you want these two to discuss. It'll be really good. What, what, what do you got to say? What? Oh, me? I was just going to say Costco. Like, are you really going to go to Costco? Yeah, fuck yes, I'm going to Costco. God, but, like, are you going to be there? We're never going to be able to talk out of it. We're never going to let her, t- we're never going to talk it out of her. When we find her there, just murdered. It'll be, I'll, we'll just say, You'll well, find me living that's dead. What we're I'll be, like, on the top, like, pallet sleeping on bunches of toilet paper. It's going to be amazing. I thought about this, right? But then, like, if you have, like, 30 people or so, then you, then Costco would work really well because they have, like, the giant shutters in front of the entrances and exits, right? And there's only, like, one or two exits, and I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, there's only, like, that actually works really well. Food. Yeah. I know. I know. It's, it's okay. If you're only you one person, me. though, yeah. I could handle it. I'm not worried about it. It's it's just a great idea because I mean you know you you, you the, fighting the zombies that's so easy why not fight a bunch of people trying to get into Costco too it's, it's great good planning from Brittany I'll shoot whatever fuckers trying so to get Greg, in. So Greg, are you just gonna like sit in your apartment and what? Like, yeah, what happens that's then? the lock-in. This is Greg's plan. He's gonna sit in the apartment because as he said before, he's not in the best shape to run away from zombies. And then he's gonna jump out a window but, with his dog. But what happens when you need like supplies? He's not even like, gonna make it that long. He's not even gonna try. <laughs> Again, if if this goes on that long, I don't want to live in this world. Oh, no, thank you, sir. Well, you can't join me in Costco. You're not invited. You're not cordially invited. I don't want to come, but I am going to send everyone that way. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to tell everyone to go to Costco. Thanks, Greg. There's a girl there to eat. (laughs) What the fuck? You're terrible. (laughs) Okay, I'm wrapping this shit up. All right, so... Hold on. You lied to me. I'm on the We're Not Dead official We're Alive community podcast Facebook page. There's no Olive Garden... Jim Gleason video. Yeah, here. there is. It's way He's down like there. In Greg. The background. Clearly, it's like... clearly, Greg Miller has not been on our Facebook. I channel. went all the effing. Well, you're right. First off, no, because Facebook's dumb. Nobody goes to Facebook. <laughs> oh, anymore. What? Really? Rest in peace, um, Facebook. Dude, I've it's seen over. like the older episodes of GameScoop, and you were like, Twitter is so dumb. Who uses Twitter? Yeah. And like now, exactly. That's... All the rage. And now, now I've understood. I don't the, yeah, understand well, it, it with the ad symbols and then hashtags. What is this? Yes, I told. I am slow to adopt things. Uh, yes, I I understand this. Now I've moved past Facebook, but I'm here and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm uh, looking. What what date are you on? Well, I went down earlier when you were jabbering about something. I don't oh, know. Oh fuck! You know I'm quit. You're fine. Now I'm down. Now I'm down. To the, I'm out, I'm ready to march. I'm okay. in the march. No, it's somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it's somewhere. I don't know where, <sighs> but you can try to find it on your own because you're a big boy. Okay. <sighs> Ugh, you fucking creeper. All right. So for Wraith, for Greg, and for me, thank you for listening, and we're out. Hello, I'm Comrade Narf. You may remember me from such forums as teaching origami to household pets, but today I'm here to speak to you about the We're Alive forums, more specifically the I Hate Gatekeeper Club on the We're Alive forums. You see, at the I Hate Gatekeeper Club, well, we hate Gatekeeper. A lot. And we want to share that hatred with you. That's why, in cooperation with We're Not Dead, we're holding a Gatekeeper's Bad Day contest. What's that mean? Well, we want you, the fans of We're Alive, to come up with a scenario where Gatekeeper has a really bad day. Maybe he got mauled by Marcus's dogs. Perhaps he got beat up by Michael. Possibly he even got hit by Saul's Hummer. Anything, as long as it's not too morbid, is fair game. And you can do this in any medium you like. A script, a comic, a video scene with your friends, an audio drama, a song, even a five-movement Baroque symphony. Best of all, we're offering a prize for the best presentation depicting Gatekeeper's Carmaic comeuppance. We're cracking out the triple P for this. That's right, Pete's prize package. You'll get a We're Alive shirt, a poster, and of course, two bottles of Pete's water. 
This contest will run through Chapter 22 of We're Alive, so get cracking on your entries. And keep listening to We're Not Dead. Thank you.